continue. True North, we're, we're, we start, we're starting this year out looking at what we believe is the most accurate, truthful, um, longest lasting guide that you could ever look to. It's the word of God, the Bible. We live in a culture today where it seems this popular opinion rules, right? Somebody can just can grab a microphone or just start speaking something and, and people will rally around and believe it, right? We, we live in this world where it seems like, hey, with, with so many people barking and chirping and saying what they believe is true, how are we to make sense of it all and what are we supposed to believe in? Well, we believe that there is a guide, there is a source, it's, it's the bestseller of all times uh, that, that, that if you will allow, can, can guide your life. Listen, what I'm holding in my hand is, is true north. It, 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 it will guide you in the decision-making process this year. It will help you as you try to understand what your purpose in life is. It will cheer you up when you're down. It will encourage you with how to live your life. Parents, it will give you wisdom as you raise your children in a God-honoring manner. For those of you that are hurting and, 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 and wounded today, it will be an ointment to your weary soul. It's the word of God. It's the Bible. And as we looked at it last week, we, we, we made several declarations early on, but, but we said that the Bible is truth. And, and, and I'm not just making it up, but the Bible actually says that in 2 Timothy 3. It says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is what? What is true. And it makes us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. And God uses it to prepare and equip his people for, uh, to do every good work. What I'm holding in my hands today is truth. It corrects us, it guides us, it shows us how to live our lives. And we also encourage you to, to, to read this, re, re, read the Bible not for information, but for transformation. Our word for the year here at 1910 Church is transformation. The word transformation means to change in form or appearance. That's what God wants to do in your life. As great as your lifespan has been up until this point, God has something new that he wants to continue to form in you. And we believe that the word of God is transformative. Amen? It brings transformation to a person's life. The bottom line is this. We want the Bible in your hands. We want this to become a part of, of your daily living. And, and, and I'm just telling you, 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 you would be crazy. You would be crazy not to take advantage of this sweet gift from heaven. Would you agree with that? Come on. Does anybody read the Bible? Let me hear you today. All right. All right. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a favorite Bible verse? Do you have a favorite Bible? Is there, is there one verse and it, it's, it's, it's filled with so many great things and there's some things that are a little weird and crazy in it and, and, and I get it, but, but, but is there a favorite verse of yours that stands out? Um, maybe it was the first verse you, you, you learned growing up. Uh, for me, I'll never forget John three sixteen was really that first verse for me because I remembered it, not necessarily from times of going to Sunday school growing up as a little boy, but I remembered it from the rainbow Afro guy at the football games, holding it up behind the, the field goal post, John three sixteen. You remember that? But I love the truth of John three sixteen. for God so loved the world. Say, hey, you need to understand something about God. He loves the world. He's not mad at it. He doesn't hate it. 
He loves it. And I could read you scripture after scripture that talk about the depths of God's love. He demonstrated it by dying on the cross for there's so much. But is there a favorite Bible verse of yours? Maybe for you is that that verse that you someone purchased for you on a faux piece of wood from Hobby Lobby and it's hanging up somewhere in your home. Maybe it's a tattoo you wear on your arm or something. But is there a verse of scripture that stands out to you the most? For some of you, maybe there was a verse that in a deep, dark time of your life, someone maybe shared it with you or, or the Holy Spirit directed you to it. And it was just, it was, it, it just brought healing to you, right? Is there a verse of scripture that stands out? And, and more importantly, it, that, that, that verse of scripture probably is your favorite because you probably did something with it, correct? You didn't just read it. You didn't just listen to it, but, but it's probably holds a special place in your life because you actually did something with what the verse said to you. Does that make sense to you? Here's the reality of where I want us to go today. I don't want you just to, to get this in your hands because it is truth and it guides you, but I want you to understand that the Bible was intended to change your life. It's intended to change your life. I don't know anyone who could really ever sit down and read the Bible and really study it and, and, and let the Holy Spirit reveal truths from it and, and not be changed by it. Um, that, 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 that's why I remember hearing stories for years of, of, of people in, in communist-dominated countries that maybe have one page of it, but yet God uses even just one page from the, the Word to bring transformation in someone's life. I never forget the video I saw on social media a couple years ago with believers in China receiving boxes of the word of God and them opening it up and just caressing it much like a mother would do a newborn babe and kissing it and crying over it and reading. I mean, they just held it with great love and admiration. Is the word of God that to you? Or is it some piece of archaic literature or something that's collecting dust on a coffee table or a bookshelf in your home? Is it something that you've got like 32 copies of it, but yet they all are still like shrink-wrapped and unused? The Word of God has the power to change our lives. Listen, we live in a day and a time where we are, where, where it, 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 is, it is hard not to, to experience the Bible. I mean, we, we've got podcasts. You can, you, 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 you see it on Christmas cards. You, 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 you can listen to it on the radio. I don't know if it's still on CDs or what have you. Um, uh, you, you I've even, I've even been on the beach in Florida and, and, and seen an airplane flying overhead with a banner behind it, with a verse of scripture on it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's everywhere. It, it, it's hard to escape God's word. It, it, it's hard to, to miss it. But, but, but I want you to know that God, God demonstrates and he shows us and he exposes us to the word of God, not just so that we can continue to collect more and more information. When you read God's word, God's word is quite clear that, that hey, listen, I've given you this gift, not just so that you can attain more information, but more importantly, I, I want to transform and change your life with it. My, my, my concern is that so many of us have done a great job of storing up. It's not just meant for head knowledge or for you to answer a question on Jeopardy. Have you been watching that? Those guys are insane, are they not? Absolutely. I mean, I was glued to the TV last night just watching and saying, who's going to win and, and what have you. But, 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 but the Bible is not just so that we can gain more head knowledge. God gives us his word because he wants to bring transformation in your life. Amen? Amen. 
I want to read one verse of scripture to you. Well, actually, there's more. I'm lying. Sorry. There's one main verse of scripture that I want to look at today. It's found in the Old Testament book of Joshua, chapter one, verse eight. Look what the word of the Lord says. Study this book of instruction continually. Do I need to translate that for you? Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Now, from this one verse, I want you to notice three things that are supposed to take place in our lives with this thing called the word of God. God's word in in Joshua chapter one, verse eight, indicates to me that, that, that his word should show up in three places. First of all, it says in your mind, in your mind, he says, he says, meditate on it. Think about meditate. Hey, listen, this is where the real battle for your life begins. It starts in your head. Did you know that? The enemy is waging war right now and he wants to get in your thoughts. He wants to get in your head. If you're an athlete, you know that if you can get in the head of your opponent, you can probably defeat that opponent. That's why you can watch football games all, all this weekend and, 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 and the guys that, 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 that are the smallest on the field are chirping and barking the loudest because they know that if they can work the psyche of some 300 pound mass of humanity, they can start chirping and barking, getting his head and, and taunting him. They know that if they can screw up his thinking, that dude's not gonna be able to perform at ultimate level. That's what the enemy does to us. He knows our weak spots and he begins to attack that. I don't think anybody just jumps into sin and falls into it. I think sin is a progression slowly away from the truth. And it starts with a thought. There's a thought that the enemy plants in a person's mind. And if we're not careful, he, he, he magnifies that. And, and, and he makes that small thought that we know is not truth and not right for us. It's even harmful and detrimental for us. He, he keeps that in our thought. And then it be, leads to a decision, which oftentimes leads to an action. Does that make sense to you guys? In, in, in the Hebrew, this, this idea of meditating is, is suggesting what we would know as, as a cow chewing on on its cud. A cow just chewing that same piece of grass or whatever cows eat. And then we eat that. Anyway, different story. We have a prayer and fasting series that starts in February. So y'all go ahead and live it up for the next 18, 19 days because we getting skinny in February. We'll get there. But anyway, you just, I'm setting you up for that. But in the Hebrew, this idea of meditating is that same imagery. You see, God wants us not just to take his word and gulp down a few scriptures, but he wants us to continue just as a cow would chew its cud to continue to focus on and ruminate over that truth, extracting all the nutrients possible from the very word that we read in scripture. Does that make sense to you today? It's not how much I can read and get in quickly and then forgetting. It's it's maybe it's for you just reading a verse or two. And, and really praying through and thinking through what God's trying to say 
to you. So sometimes that's the better way to do it. We're, we're, we're encouraging you guys that, that through this series and through this month of January to, to read a proverb a day. Um, whatever day of the month it is, read that same correlating chapter in the book of Proverbs. Today is Proverbs chapter 12 because today's January the 12th. How you doing with those resolutions? You still on them? Three people. That's okay. It's all right. Jesus had 12, but there were really only three that were with him. And they, anyway, um, um, but, but, but I don't know what I was saying. Proverbs a day. Thank you. Somebody's listening. Um, but, but we, we've, we've challenged you to use what we call a, a soap method. S O A P. When it comes to reading the word of God, some of you need some soap when it comes to personal hygiene, but when you read the, the word of God, soap means I'm going to read a scripture today is Proverbs 12. The O is I'm going to write out observation. I'm going to journal it. I'm going to write it. What, what do I think this is saying? The A is, is, is the application. Okay. I've read the scripture. This is what I think it's saying. How can I take God's word and apply it to my life? That's why I think so many of us miss it. We do a good job of reading or we're supposed to read the Bible through in 90 days. And I'm just going to plow through the 12 pages that I need to so that I can finish in 90 days and say, look at me. I read the word of God. I don't remember anything about it, but praise be to God in heaven. Amen. Cause that's surely what he delights in. I'm going to write down an application and what, what I need to do with the word of God. And the P is I'm going to just simply pray about it. But, but, but it's, it's getting in the word of God. And for some of us, maybe it's just a, a verse or two. And in, in, in chapter 12 today, there are 28 verses, right? 28 verses. But, but it's just really, I, I need to meditate on what I'm reading. Think about it. Let it, let it continue to, to get into my head. Because that, whatever is up here, is going to lead to decisions I make and actions that I take. Not only should the word of God show up in our mind, but I believe the word of God should show up in our mouth. Hey, what comes out of your mouth? Be careful, we're in church. Don't you say what, what might come out in other venues. Have you thought about what comes out of our mouths? You know, the tongue is a pretty incredible muscle. I've told it was a muscle. I couldn't remember if it was an organ or a body part or whatever. Somebody said, it's a muscle. And it's one of the biggest muscles, I believe. And it's a powerful one, is it not? We know that with, with our tongue, we can build someone up or we can cut their legs out from under them, correct? Have you ever thought about what comes out of your mouth? Woo-hoo, we need to. You know, people say some dumb things. Let me prove it to you. Quote, I think the scariest part of having triplets is being pregnant for 27 months. <laughs> Somebody's not laughing. You don't get that one, but it'll explain that one to your neighbor. Officer, I don't always text while driving. Sometimes I take pictures. Wrong thing. By the way, let's show some honor to our law enforcement. Can we do that right now? This week was Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, and it shouldn't just be one day, it should be every day. Amen. Praise God for our brothers and sisters in blue. What about this one? People say dumb things. Quote, this elevator is so stupid, it has a button for the floor that I'm already on. (laughs) 
Some of y'all won't remember another word I say because you're still thinking about, that's why I'm trying to get in your head, right? And not only should the word of God be in our minds, but it should come from our mouths. What do you say? What comes from your lips? And by the way, research says that women, you speak about three times as many words on average a day as us dudes. You speak around 20,000 words. Us men speak around seven. I know what you're thinking because the researchers also say it's because women possess a language protein. I don't know what that is. We're going to try to find it before dude's weekend and, and pass it out as kind of some gummies or something and see what happens there. But, but have you ever thought about what comes out of your mouth? Is it edifying? I mean, does it build? Is it encouraging? Does it lift people up? You know what God's desire is with his word is, is not just so that it would be in our minds, but he wants his truth to proceed from our lips as well. When's the last time that, that favorite verse of scripture that you just identified and thought of just a few moments ago, when's the last time you shared that with someone? When's the last time you shared with someone the difference that Christ has made in your life? Has, has, has God shown up in your life and done something incredible? Has he delivered you from something? Has he blessed you in some form or fashion? Has there been a clean bill of health that's come your way when doctors thought things were doom and gloom for you? Has a prodigal return? I mean, has there been something that God's done? Has there been a truth or an experience that you've had of him? And who have you told about it? What comes out of your mouth? That, that, that verse of scripture that means so much to you that you've got tattooed on your shoulder blade next to that porpoise. I mean, have you told somebody about why you possess that verse? Have you shared the truth of God's word? Hey, try that. Well, why don't you read God's word and then, then communicate it? Tell somebody about it, what you read there. God's word should show up not only in our mind, not only in our mouth, but I tell you this, it also should show up in your life. In your life. I share with you that God wants to bring transformation. I believe that the word of God brings transformation in a person's life. And that transformation ought to be noticeable by people around me. Are you with me today? Is there a difference in your life? How would people know that you belong to Jesus? Because I'm at church today. Awesome. A guy walked in today earlier and said, I'm here. Perfect attendance so far this year. Good for you, sir. Good. But what makes, what's the noticeable difference in your life? Listen, I believe that the word of God has the power, the potential as we read it, as the Holy Spirit begins to reveal. Listen, truth is not discovered. It is revealed. As I read the word of God, the Holy Spirit begins to reveal to me some of the truths. Have you ever read a verse of scripture and you've read it hundreds of times, but then you read it another time and something new comes up? That's the Holy Spirit of God at work in your life through his word. He's revealing something new to you. But he transforms me and he changed me, changes me by his word. But he wants my life to look different as a result of that encounter that I've had with him. Are you different because of the word of God in your life? That's why we read in Joshua, be sure to obey everything that's written in it. Guys, listen, you're not supposed to just factualize what, what God says. You're supposed to actualize what God says by consciously living out what you read within the Bible. 
Do you live it out? Have you been transformed and changed? Would someone know that you're a new creation, that God has done a transformative work in your life? Hey, read the Bible to change, not to finish. Can you do that? What would happen if I begin to read the word of God for change to take place? And not just to check off a box that I passed. Hey, listen, we've got groups studies that are forming right now and launching. In fact, Rooted, the new session starts this evening at four and, and we're excited about it. We've got equipped groups. We've got radiant groups. We've got man you groups. I mean, there's all sorts. Thank you. <laughs> Get my wallet out and see me afterwards. And all those things are great. They're all opportunities for us to get into the word of God. But listen, there's nothing transformative. There's nothing magical with you simply just showing up to a group. But as you dive into that group, and those groups are all going to study the word of God. And the Holy Spirit's going to be present in those groups. And he's going to illuminate truth. And he's going to wash you with it. And oh, I pray that transformation would take place in you as a result of that. But read the Bible to change, not just to finish. I finished my 11 weeks of rooted celebration. I made it through. I paid 20 bucks for a sacred radiant study. I made it through. I'm at Man U and I, I, I finished the, the, the video series and we're great. We're, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man of God. No, you're not. You just finished watching the video. But have you been changed and transformed by it? Psalm chapter 119, I told you it was just one verse. I got two more for you. Psalm 119 verse nine says, how can a young person stay pure? The answer, by obeying your word. Hey, young people, you wanna live a pure life? You wanna make good decisions? You wanna know what's right and wrong? Live according to the word of God. You old people, that's for you too. (laughs) It's for you too. And those of you in between. You want to know how to live a life that honors God? You want to know how to live the life that you were created to live? Hey, get in the word of God and read it. A couple of verses later, verse 11, he goes on to say, Lord, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Hey, you want to make godly decisions? You, you, You want to live a life that honors him and doesn't hurt or bring shame to the name? Well, know what his word says. Hide it in your heart. Tuck it away somewhere so that when difficult struggles come your way, when temptation comes, and it will, you'll know what the Word of God says. Am I making sense to anybody today? This is... I do this not so that people say, oh man, you know so much. Hey, the religious leaders in Jesus' day knew a lot, but they didn't live it out, did they? You whitewashed tombs. I've hidden God's word in my heart so I might not sin against you. I love what speaker, author, woman of God, Tara Jenkins says. She asked this question. What if there was a breathalyzer for scripture? Would you be pulled over? I like that. Excuse me, officer. Whoa, sir. I can see you've been in the word of God. I smell it on you. (laughs) You holy, righteous being. I see it in your countenance. I 
See it in your actions. Sir, have you been reading the Word of God? Would that not be awesome? And let me just remind you of something today. That enemy that I told you is after you trying to get in your mind, he's gunning for you. You better load up on some things so that when the attacks come, you're ready Woo! to fire back. Thy word have I hid in my heart so I might not sin against you. Would you stand with me this morning? Thank you for being here today. And ministry team, friends, come join me down front because we want to pray for people today. Hey, can we be people of the word? Listen, I'm just so busy. Ugh, come on, turn the news off. Turn, get rid of some ESPN. T- 10 minutes or so or 15, whatever. You, you could probably cut back or get up a little bit earlier. Whatever. I mean, I just... I read, I read, I want to just tell you what I found today. This is for me in in Proverbs 12. I highlighted a few verses that, well, the whole chapter is good, but I got, here's where I'm at. Here's what the Lord showed me. A fool is quick tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted. I need that because my, my, my reaction or my initial reaction is to fire back when somebody gets after me. Lord, help me exercise wisdom. Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. Which one of those do you want? You want the cut, or or which one are you? Are you Are you the cutting remark person? Or do your words bring healing to someone? Work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave. God's word is good. It shows us how to live. It should be true north for us. And I'm praying that you'd get into this this week. You got me, bro? All right. Father, I want to pray that for my friends in this room today we would be people in the word and and God once we're in the word that we wouldn't just be hearers of it but we would be what doers of the word God I'm praying that in our time with you this week Holy Spirit would you reveal deeper truths guide us become true north for us let us not continue to cave into popular opinion being tossed to and fro by the waves of our culture let us know the one as we were reminded today the one the God who walks on those waves who is truth Jesus you said I am the way the truth and the life father I pray that your words would be in our minds and on our lips and in our life. Father, for the individual in this room right now that's going through a difficult time, there's adversity and struggle that has bombarded them. Lord, I pray that they would understand and know that you're still there in the midst of it. You're with them. And we stand here down front today ready to pray with and encourage them. And we're going to encourage them with not something we learned from Dr. Phil. We're going to encourage them with the word of God. It's truth. For the person in this room today that's had a a, a celebration and a victory, I pray that maybe they come share that too. Let them bear witness as to what you've done in their lives, God, giving you honor and glory. 
God, transform us by the reading and living out of your word. All for your glory. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Everybody said?